This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about apple pie. Happy New Year, everyone. It's a- apple pie time. It's pie time. It's uh, it's National Pie Month. That's probably a real thing. That's probably not in January. Yeah, I but doubt it's knows? in January. Since all those things are meaningless anyway, we can declare it pie month. And I dare the pie people to try and stop us. Yeah, I do too. Let's start off this episode by picking a fight with the pie people. Do you think that the pie people like come and break down your door like in the middle of the night like they like they do when they're going to when the FBI is going to take FBI? Would it be the FBI who would come take you away? I think the FBI can come and take you away. OK. OK. Well, um, so is I've there t- like a the website? F- but yeah. Pie. There is an answer. I did that. Oh, wow. See what I did there? <laughs> yes, the FB Pie will come, or is it FPI? E? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, I think I think the pie the pie police is that what we were calling them? I already okay. forgot. You know how like if you set a pie out to cool on your windowsill, a, yes. a neighborhood bandit will come and steal it. I think the pie people, the pie police, uh, do the opposite. They take a pie and they throw it through your window. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair so, enough. so like on the one hand, it's it's very it's very aggressive, but also you get a free pie. It's great. I'll take it. Okay. Well, hold on. Before we before we keep going down this apple pie lane, pie lane. Yeah, I bet oh, there's yeah. a street called Apple Pie Lane. I bet there is. Anyway, before we before we do that, we wanted to say something about the Chinese almond cookies from Holiday Cookies. Yes. So I said on that episode that I was skeptical that they were a real Chinese cookie. And Lufthavnen on Reddit, you should definitely visit our Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash everything spilled milk, wrote to let us know that uh, I was completely wrong about this. They are absolutely a real Chinese cookie. In Chinese, they're called xinrensu, which means like almond crisps. And they are pretty much just like I described. They're an almond cookie with with an almond uh, pressed into the middle. Wow. Okay. I feel like I've seen pictures of these. Yes, absolutely. They're a very common cookie, and I did not know that they were uh, genuinely Chinese, and I apologize for making assumptions. Oh, well, I think that um, at least given the kind of year that 2020 was, you you made the right assumption in, in, in assuming that, that white people were doing bad things with other yeah, people's okay. food. Great. So I'll pat myself <laughs> on the back for that. 
Uh, uh, wait a minute. I just noticed that at the top of our agenda, it says that this episode is going to air January 7th, 2020. We're tra- time traveling again. Oh, no. This is bad. <laughs> This, Weren't we uh, talking recently about doing a Groundhog Day of, of holiday cookies episodes? This is like a really big holiday cookie that you bake in a tin. This 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 whole year? Or wait, what what represents the cookie in this scenario? Oh, apple pie. Oh, apple so, pie is a big is a big ass cookie. Yes. Yeah, and so uh, we promised our listeners that we would do holiday cookies over and over and over again. Uh, it would be like Groundhog Day, and and basically we've done that here by accidentally writing the wrong year on our agenda. Yeah, I'm very upset about this. Yeah, but uh, this is good though because there are lots of of aspects of apple pie that you can get into an argument about. But I didn't realize one of them was is apple pie a cookie. <laughs> I'm so glad that we've gotten right yep. down to the nitty gritties first thing. And uh, this was uh, suggested by listener Kate. Thank you, listener Kate. Who I don't think is Kate McDermott, author of Pie Camp and other uh, great books about pies. Could also be Kate Lebo. Don't think it's her either, but That's she's true. also a pie lady. There's a lot of pie Kates, apparently. A lot we've, of we got Kates. at least three. Okay. Let's start on memory lane. Wait, do you think that's who the pie police or the FB pie are? Is is like the three Kates of pie who just come around enforcing pie laws? Wait, is there a third one? Well, I think listener Kate is the third one. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, I think you're right. I think that's who FB pie is. Cool. That sounds like a great gang. Okay, Matthew, let's, let's go. Uh, let's travel to memory lane. I don't really have a lot of memories of pie. Pie has never been like a like a premier dessert in my dessert cabinet. And so like I definitely did eat pie as a kid, but it was never something that was like a special event. Yeah, I definitely come from a family that likes other things above pie. So I would agree. In fact, I think as a kid, I would have actively chosen not to have a pie if it were presented to me because so often, (laughs) at least... um, This is the pie episode, folks. Because so often, (laughs) at least when I was growing up and where I was growing up, a pie often meant that it had like canned filling in it or like yep. super gloopy filling. And I was very, I had a lot of texture aversions as a kid. Yeah. Okay. No, I think, I think we're like getting to the nub of something that, that uh, I knew we were going to get into on this episode sooner or later, which is that most pies are bad. I know. It's so interesting because th- this whole, uh, you know, fake war that has come up between cakes and pies over the last like 20 years of the internet or something. Well, I mean, it started as a fake war, but like it's gotten pretty bloody. But the truth is, is so many pies are not very good. And I get it. So many cakes are not very good either, but I think I would take a shitty cake over a shitty pie any day. Um, that's a tough call. Like, do I have to choose one? Could I just not eat either of them? You gotta choose one. I guess, yeah, okay, I guess I'll take shitty cake. I mean, I love a grocery store cake with, like, you know, crusty, sugary frosting. Yeah. That, that's technically, like, I, Yeah, a, I don't love those. Like, I, I like a bad chocolate cream pie, but that's sort of marginally pie, I think. Okay. Well, anyway, we could go on, but all this to say our memory lanes are, are very uh, sh- short. Like, they, they're just kind of non-starter lanes. There's, like, a sign there, but there's no lane. <laughs> okay. So we've established that there's almost definitely a street called Apple Pie Lane. Do you think there's one called Non-Starter Lane? <laughs> How, like, yeah. Are there a lot of like street names that have like an obvious negative connotation? Because um, that would be pretty funny if you, if you grew up on like Loser Circle. 
<laughs> I'm sure there's something. I know. Hold on, Matthew. Go well, in nowhere okay. road. I'm sure there are many nowhere roads. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay, well, hold on. Since since our memory lane doesn't go anywhere, shall we shall we travel back in time? Yes, because apple pie is an old dessert. I believe I it. was. It was older than I expected. I sort of imagined that I was going to look it up and it was going to be like, you know, first first appeared around like 1830 or something. No, no. Apple pie dates to the 14th century. And there is this recipe going around that is allegedly from 1381. I feel it has kind of a too good to be true quality to it. Certainly the name of it is yes. too good to be true. And and like all the all the reprints of it are are from the 19th century. So I think this may be a sort of a recreation, but there's lots and lots of historical attestations for for apple pies going back many many centuries in England. Oh, so what's the name of the 1381 so, recipe? Uh, it is for to make tartus in apples. <laughs> I love uh, that. I'm just going to read the recipe in full. Okay. Tack gouda apples and gouda spices and figus <laughs> and raisins and paris, and when they are well ebrayed, colored with saffron well, and do it in a coffin, and do it forth to bake well. <laughs> <laughs> do it in a coffin? <laughs> Have you ever done it in a coffin? Like in the movie uh, uh, Once Bitten with Jim Carrey? Wait a minute. Will you read it again? I need to hear it again. Do it again. <laughs> yes. Tack gouda apples and gouda spices and figus and raisins and paris and one they are well ebrayed colored with saffron well and do it in a coffin and do it forth to bake well. <laughs> there is a moment early in this that is very Swedish chef. Yes, it, it certainly is. And then it suddenly becomes the count. <laughs> do um, it in a coffin. The count coffin? on Sesame Street talked about doing it in a coffin? <laughs> Well, you know, we've talked before about the Count Censored. Oh, right. That's right. <laughs> um, have you seen the movie Once Bitten with Jim Carrey? I haven't, no. I feel like this I've was like... I've avoided a lot of Jim Carrey vehicles. It's not a good movie. It's bad. But it was like... It was like an early, like, PG-13 movie experience for me, I feel like. It, this movie came out quite a long time ago. I'm going to look it up now because now it's going to turn out it came out in, like, 1994. So, wait a minute. Hold on. We got to go back to this do it in a coffin thing. Like, does did a coffin originally mean, like, a pastry crust? I'm like, so glad is, you asked. Is that what people did with their dead? Like, did they wrap them in pastry crust? Oh, yeah. And then, and then like, slow roasted them. Uh, a coffin, apparently. Early cremation. Right. Was a pastry Pastry crust that would that was like a serving dish that you wouldn't eat. Well, yeah, Why? I wouldn't eat a coffin. No, I wouldn't eat a coffin. But this was <laughs> this was not this this is not the coffin that you that you get down at your local mortuary or morch, as I call it for short. Um, this this was this was like a, a uh, like a real dense crust, I guess. I don't really understand the concept of a crust that you don't eat, but yeah. apparently that was a thing. Maybe maybe. Um, I feel like we we put so, so much we ask for so much free work from a uh, uh, friend of the show food historian Ken Albala but uh, maybe maybe he'll uh, let me let me know uh, yeah. why there used to be inedible crust. So is the definition of a coffin a crust you don't eat? I think it's a, cr a crust you don't eat. I think uh, yeah, I don't know. That that is what I was able to to uh, get from a, a little bit of googling. I know that I'm pretty comfortable with like death humor. Um, I I, am, yeah, I apologize to any listeners who who think the idea of of what I just said is really beyond the pale. Yeah, and I apologize but. to any listeners who are dead. 
I wonder how many of our listeners have died. Oh, God. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, definitely some. I, I don't like this started. at all. Now, I mean, I, now I feel sad. No, I'm yeah, just thinking about like when I get my alumni magazine. Yeah, oh, this isn't yeah. a funny bit at all. No, no, we should pour something out in memory of, of our fallen listeners. All I have is some uh, some soda stream water in a bottle here. Yeah. You know, you and I are going to die someday. Like, is, are people going to pour anything out for us? God, I hope so. Oh, my God, Matthew. What, okay, um, so uh, wait, get, on, should, get on the Reddit. What some, should people pour out for us? We should make some sort of a pact. Like, you know, Uh-oh. if I go first. <laughs> this always ends well. If I go first, you will do, you, you'll um, put me in a coffin. <laughs> yeah, an, some... an inedible crust. <laughs> This is what Molly wanted. And what, <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> what am I supposed to do? Oh, wait. You know what? Um, so, wait. Hold on. I'm thinking about, like, all those recipes for, um, like, isn't there, like, fish that's baked in a clay crust or things like that? Yes. So is that or, a coffin? Or, like, well, I've, I've done trout, like, baked in a salt crust, and you don't eat that. Maybe that's a coffin. <laughs> Again, this is a Middle English word that it has not been used for centuries. I... I'm so glad we're bringing it back. Happy New Year, everybody. Yep. Okay. So that's, and also, yeah, okay, yeah. So that's how you make an apple pie. You uh, take good apples and spices and figus and raisins and pears, <laughs> um, which which I think are pears, and uh, and you do it in a coffin. Oh, I looked up the movie Once Bitten. It came out in 1985, so I was right. I was I was like nine or ten, and I got to see this PG thir- thirteen movie where, um, like, for story purposes, Jim Carrey has to lose his virginity, and so like he fucks his girlfriend in a coffin. Wow! Because because there's vampires. I don't remember anything about the plot of the movie. Just just that I got to see this this like mildly spicy movie. I remember um, a movie that I I think we had it on Betamax when I was a kid was Peggy Sue Got Married. Oh, with, I have I remember when that came Turner. out. It was like Kathleen Turner. I don't think yeah. I've actually seen it. And she loses her virginity like in the woods um, mm, to this uh, guy. The, that's who's the coffin like- of biomes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> Thank you. I'm gonna think about that the next time I go hiking. Yeah, <laughs> the coffin of biomes. <laughs> I think the word biome is always funny. Like I, I majored in biology, and so it came up a lot. And I was, I would always like snicker a little bit, and I don't even know why it's funny. <laughs> anyway, Peggy Sue. Uh, loses her virginity in the woods to this like motorcycle riding poet guy who's pretty much the one that everybody wants to lose their that virginity. That sounds great. To, right? But he yeah, quotes a poem needles. at her and he, at her. I love the idea of quoting. <laughs> Do you a say poem he threw at, a poem at her? No, he quoted a poem okay. at her. Okay, wait a minute. You said he was a poet. When he quote did he quote one of his own poems? <laughs> no, I think it was something else. Oh, it was, it was that it was a poem about Tardis Annapolis. <laughs> anyway, I remember watching it as a young child and and feeling like there was something going on that I didn't understand and it wasn't just the sex, it was also the poem. Yeah, do you remember like what what genre of poem it was? Um, would you like me to look it up? Yeah, why don't you look it up? I'll tell you more about apple pie while you're looking up the poem from from the recent movie Peggy Sue Got Married that everyone's talking about. Uh, 
Okay, so there are apple pies from other countries like Holland. There's an American Dutch apple pie, and then there's an actual Dutch Dutch apple pie. I've got it. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, that was quick. It's Yates. When you are old. This sounds like something. That doesn't definitely sound very sexy. To somebody while you're having sex with them. Okay. Wait, wait, was he? He was quoting the poem like literally during the sex. Yeah. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. Here we go. Okay. I don't like that. Peggy Sue takes a late night motorcycle ride into the country with Michael, a mysterious beatnik whom she never really knew in high school. <laughs> mysterious beatnik. The two of them smoke pot, and when Michael confesses that he wants to be a writer, Peggy Sue asks him to read one of his poems. Oh no. Hold on, Matthew. We're gonna we're gonna act this out, okay? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, this is what Michael says. Okay. Here's a new one. It's called Tenderness. I couldn't sleep, so I thought I'd scream, betrayed wow. by a kiss, sucking pods of bitterness <laughs> in, the, in the madhouse of Dr. Dread. Razor shreds of rats. <laughs> You're gonna say Dr. Dre. Razor shreds of rat puke fall on my bare arms. I'm sorry. I guess I was trying to impress you. And then Peggy oh, says... Oh, it worked. Peggy says, Michael, you're as good as you looked. And he says, I'll respect you for eternity. How many loved your moments of glad grace and loved your beauty with love false or true. But one man loved the pilgrim soul in you and loved the sorrows of your changing face. I didn't write that. That's Yeats. Okay, yeah. so I, I, a couple things. First of all, I like how you said we were going to do this scene together and then you did both parts. Oh, <laughs> I feel like. That's, Sorry. That's, no, that's, I think that's really what acting is all about. I recently watched uh, this uh, concert, the streaming concert with um, uh, James Monroe Iglehart, who's a great uh, Broadway uh, actor and singer. And he did this song from Dreamgirls where okay. he, he played three parts in this scene. And not only did he sing all of them amazingly, like his character changed from second to second. And you like, you know, his whole face and body language changed. It was it was a command performance. It's like Jim and, Dale doing the audio version of Harry Potter. Right. And it's also like what you just did. It is. <laughs> it's, it's almost the same. The razor um, shards of rat puke fall. Yeah, this, yeah. This, that seems like a bad... Like, I can't believe that worked. No, it's a t no, it didn't work. I, I think what, well, what you couldn't see was my face as I was being both the poet and Peggy oh, Sue. Oh, so she, so she I, was like, yeah, like, I don't think so. And then he switched horror. to Yates and she was like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the point is like Yates makes makes the panties fall off. Oh, big time. You should try talking about Lori. Or, or, or like, you know, any any non necessary not necessarily gendered underwear. The next time that you and Lori are sort of getting started, you mm -hmm. should talk about her pilgrim soul. Yes, I I, I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, people? What do that you think makes, that represents? Um, that well, that she's like a really like nomadic babe going off on on ships to find new lands. That's pretty good. That's better than what that the oh. Yates poem. Like, like if someone said to you, like, you know, you're a you're a nomadic. I think of you as a nomadic babe taking your taking your pilgrim soul off on ships to find new lands. Oh, I'd be like, 
Fuck me now. <laughs> Okie dokie. Oh my God. Okay. All, All right, right. So, can we, pie. Can we just mark this episode not for June, please? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think the pie episode sort of sort of went in a, an American pie direction. It did. Okay, fine. Let's let's get back to it. All right, Matthew. Tell me okay, more about pie history. Let's get back to history. talking about which is the best kind of pie to fuck. Okay. No. Okay. So, um, Pie. So we're, but we're going to concentrate on the Anglo-American apple pie that probably almost all of our listeners are familiar with. And there, there is no particular difference between English and American apple pie, which is something I don't think I realized until I started researching. American apple pie is made with apple varieties that were imported from Europe because the the uh, apples native to America are, uh, are to the North American continent are crab apples, which are not very good for pieing. According to Wikipedia, in the 19th and 20th centuries, apple pie became a symbol of American prosperity and national pride. A newspaper article published in 1902 declared that quote, no pie eating people can be permanently vanquished. Oh, um, wow. And like, I was just struck reading this about how like, like countries can turn any stupid thing into a, a nationalistic symbol. <laughs> and it's the worst. I read a book uh, last year about how um, during the imperial era in, uh, in Japan, cherry blossoms became a symbol of fascism. And like you were supposed to like, uh, you know, die for your country, like the cherry blossoms fall from the tree. And it was disgusting. And like, I mean, it's like a pretty tree and they made it evil somehow. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't have a point here. Just like, uh, you know, the the idea that you could take like a pie and uh, tur- turn it into uh, like, you know, let's let's take this. Let's take this uh, this pie and make it bad somehow. Mm-hmm. Those people should be tried as war criminals. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, to be clear, we're not talking about the three Kates of pie. No, no, no. Okay. No. They had nothing to do with this. I, I recently read a book of interviews with Ursula Le Guin. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm currently kind of deep down in Ursula Le Guin rabbit hole, which is a really great rabbit hole. To yeah, be it sounds in. great. I read The Left Hand of Darkness a few years ago. Have you read it? Yes, I have. But uh, I read it like when I was a kid. I think it's time to reread it. Both yeah, for I probably you... read it around the same time I saw the movie Once Bitten. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I should probably revisit both of those. I think it's time for me to reread it too. I'd forgotten that. I mean, well, among many incredible like things that she tries out with that world that she creates, I had forgotten that it was a, a that the world of that book uh, had never had a war. Isn't that just a fascinating concept, like a planet where there has never been a war? That is a fascinating concept. Like, how would people talk about pie there? Because, you know, pie is is clearly, you've got to have... No, I... I I know what you mean. Like, I want to live in a world where, like, like people arguing over, like, what goes into a cassoulet or, like, how do you make your pie crust is, like, that's the, the greatest conflict that exists. Yes. Right? I think. I think. Yeah. I mean. Because, I mean, you have to keep yourself entertained somehow and, like, you know, arguing about, like, you know, is this the right kind of bean seems seems like a good way to do that. But, like, I anything agree. anything more intense than that conflict-wise I could leave it. I think it would get you banished to another planet is what would happen. What would? Uh, if, if you try to argue about anything more significant. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can think of some people who I would send to another planet. 
Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, anyway, yeah, okay, everybody. So uh, if here on Spilled Milk Book Club, look, I'm making a new segment, Matthew. It's happening oh. in real time. Yes. Uh, it's time for Spilled Milk Book Club, everybody. I was wondering if we were going to have have book clubs. So are we going to read The Left Hand of Darkness? I'm I, in. I'll I, do it. I, I, I will, too. I've got a copy right on, on my shelf, and I'm ready to do it again. And, uh, yeah, so here in the month of January, everyone, it's uh, here at Spilled Milk Book Club, we're reading The Left Hand of Darkness. <laughs> what if every Spilled Milk listener read the same book? That's a thing, right? That is a thing. That is a thing. Uh, what are we going to do here as part of our Spilled Milk Book Club? I think you're supposed to uh, like drink uh, cheap wine. Okay, and you're and supposed to talk about anything but the book, right? Talk about anything but the book. Great. Perfect. I think I think We're doing we it. are definitely going to do those things. Okay, great. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. So, Matthew, go on. Tell me more about apple pie. In England, the standard pie apple is the Bramley seedling, which is a big green apple with a reddish blush that's very tart. And I've occasionally bought this apple at Jones Creek Farms at my local farmer's market, and they really are a great cooking apple. Mm. Um, once in a while, like, I've gotten one and just thought, like, I like a tart apple. I'm just going to eat this. Mm. It's it's way tarter than a Granny Smith apple. Wow. But it is an excellent cooking apple. Okay, cool. Matthew, I, I see that you found out that there's a tiny town in New Mexico called Pie Town. Yep. Did I find out anything else about that? No. It's, like, tiny, like, less than 200 people. Okay. Like, it may be a ghost town by now. Okay. Have you ever been to a ghost town? When I was a kid, there was one point when I thought like a ghost town would be so cool to visit. And I don't think I ever have visited a ghost town. I think that they only exist in the Old West. Yeah. Uh, I mean, New Mexico seems like a good enough place for a ghost town, right? Yeah, definitely. I haven't thought about ghost towns in ages. I mean, I think I ghost towns kind of went the way of quicksand. I was just going to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, Matthew, but let, let's get back to talking about apple pie. Okay. Have you ever made one? And and how often do you make these things? I think I have made a apple pie twice. Okay. Once was many years ago. I think the recipe was from Tamison Day Lewis's pie book, which I think mm-hmm. is called Tarts with Tops on. I think that's where the recipe oh, was from. And it was an like adorable a adorable title. Isn't it delightful? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not positive that's where the recipe was from, but maybe. Uh, and it was like an apple pie with a cheddar crust um, where you mm. like put some cheddar cheese in the crust, mm-hmm. which I thought sounded good. And it was good. Like, uh, you know, it came, it came out pretty tasty, but like I didn't make it again. And then um, uh, wife of the show, Lori, and I made an apple pie like two days ago. I did this apple slicing and, and adding the sugar and cinnamon and she did the rest. Okay. And would you make it again? 
I mean, do you uh, do you feel like ah, this pie thing is really good? I'm going to make pies now. That's that's an interesting and difficult question because we made the pie. It looked really beautiful coming out of the oven. We let it cool. Um, like waiting for desserts to cool is is like the hardest thing in my life. Uh, and then we ta- had it, and I was like, okay, you know, this is pretty good. This is a pretty good pie. The the bottom crust is a little soggy, but the top crust came out really nice, and the and the filling is tasty. But like, would I choose this over like any number of dozens of other desserts? Nah. But then the next day, I heated up a piece of pie for breakfast. Oh, you with- heated it up. Yeah, oh, just okay. a little bit okay. Okay. with some with some whipped cream. And I was like, oh, this is a really good breakfast. Mm. And then later that day, oh, wow. I, cut, I cut myself a half slice of pie and uh, and ate it with some with some cheddar cheese on top. I was like, oh, this is really great. I see why people do this. What form was the cheese in? Like, did you grate it? Did you slice it thinly? Did you did you eat? Did you alternate bites? Like, how, how did uh, this work? Yeah, so um, I took a little square, like a like a cracker slice of cheese, mm-hmm. um, and I put it on top of the pie and just put that in a 350 oven for like six minutes until oh. the cheese just softened. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh and, then I, I, oh. and then I ate it. And then I had a little more pie this morning for breakfast. Oh, and so I think God. I'm kind of sold on pie now. Wow. I was, I was all set. Like on Sunday, I was like, okay, like I'm going to come onto this pie episode and be like, eh, pie. And but I, I'm kind of coming around. I think I might want to do it again. You know, it does occur to me that the nice thing about a good pie is that so cake feels like too much for me at breakfast. And I, I mean, I say that as someone who really loves like a layer cake with frosting. Mm-hmm. And, but cake feels like too desserty for breakfast. Whereas pie, I, I, I can totally see how it is more at least a fruit pie is more it's quite versatile that way it is versatile yes that's a good way to describe it Mm -hmm. okay well that is that's very thought-provoking matthew thank you oh and the the pie that uh that watzel and i made was from uh, the grand central baking book which is a terrific cookbook it is it is lots of good stuff in there uh grand central has a particularly good irish soda bread recipe so everybody nice keep that in mind uh this spring Oh yeah, what, and the, what's the uh, holiday you make Irish soda bread for? Same, I don't know, Saint, Saint Patrick's, Patrick's Day, Day maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think I realized it was a seasonal uh, uh, confection until you mentioned it just now. Oh, the apples we used were from uh, Collins Family Orchards uh, here here in Washington State. Uh, we've been we've been doing their CSA, uh, which I, I think just finished. And wow, do we get a lot of apples every week until recently? I was too late to sign up for that CSA, and I'm really bummed. My household needs a lot of apples every week. I think we easily go through. If we like have enough apples in the house, we will eat, I would say, eight to 12 apples a week. Wow. Yeah. When you were a kid, I, I assume you heard the, uh, the, the saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Mm-hmm. Did did you like me ever interpret that uh, using child logic as like like if you eat an apple a day like uh, you will like drive away doctors like they they'll like you know try and come near you and you'll be like like they'll be like vampires to garlic. No, I didn't interpret it. That I did. Way. Wow, really? It, yeah, I mean, I don't think I think by the time I was like you know seventeen or eighteen, I probably <laughs> figured it out. I've always uh, like wondered at the I, the association of apples and teachers. Oh, you know? yeah, I don't know how that started. 
like I, I I assume probably all these things are like uh uh you know like a producer's uh organization like came up with a PR campaign. Seems that way. Yeah. Uh okay, I think probably the first apple pie I made was a tart, honestly. Okay, like a tart titan or or like a No, I think probably like a tart a, pan like or a, a coffin? kind of in, in, in a coffin was um probably like a french style apple tart because when i was like for, in living in my first apartment in my mid 20s uh early mid 20s i did a lot of like baking from dory greenspan's books at that time in particular mm-hmm. paris sweets which is a great cookbook and i, I think is one of the underappreciated dory greenspan books sure I know that book. Anyway, I remember making like a like a tarte fine, like a like a little thin apple tart. I love that kind of thing. Um, where oh, yeah. It's as much about the flavor of like the butter crust as it is about like these thin slices of apple. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I think the, the whole like, like a pie or a tart is like is like a pizza in that like if the crust is good, it's going to be good. And if the crust is bad, it's going to be bad. Uh, absolutely. Until quite recently, I had never made like a a proper double crust apple pie. And for the record, I I do think that an apple pie has to be double crust. Like that's what we think of, right? When we think of an apple pie, except for like a like a sour cream apple pie, which often has like a streusel top, right? Yeah, that that's what that I think that's what we call a Dutch apple pie in the U.S. Okay, I don't. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think of an apple pie as being double crusted. Like I. There's no reason you can't make a can't make a lattice top apple pie, but I think of that as a cherry pie thing. I think of that as also like a I don't know other fruits like a, a berry pie or a peach pie. I think can be a lattice pie, mm-hmm. like a Linzer tort. A Linzer tort. No, um, I I can imagine doing a lattice on an apple pie, but I think part of what looks really good in a lattice pie is the contrast between the color of the lattice and the fruit beneath it. You yes, know? that's a good point. Like the kind of like burbling blackberry juices yep, kind you're of vibe. Right. Okay. I think that one of the first apple pies I made was because my kid asked for it. I, I don't think she would take a firm stand in cake versus pie. Okay. She loves them both. She's like Switzerland. She is like Switzerland. Anyway, she, a few Thanksgivings ago... Yeah, I want to say she was quite young. She wanted an apple pie at Thanksgiving. I don't know where she gets these ideas. And so, you know, we sort of talked about making one together, which, of course, winds up being me making it. But then she likes right. to refer to it as her apple pie, which is <laughs> sure. fine with me. But then uh, for a couple Thanksgivings after that, she would say, you know, uh, and can we make my apple pie? And what she didn't know is that her apple pie is actually Semi Nosrat's apple pie. That's the recipe that I have used and that I really like. Uh, it's the classic apple pie from Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Oh, this is like the time you, you quoted that poem at me and told me you wrote it, but it turned out to be Yates. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, for one thing, I have had like a, for a very long time, I've had one particular all butter pie crust that I have made. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely more on the tender end of the spectrum than the flaky end. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. So Samin has a an all-butter pie crust in salt-fat-acid heat that you make in the stand mixer. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's so easy. And it also makes for a really flaky crust. So, so yeah, I've used that with the recipe on the following page, which is her apple pie. 
And, Turn the page, everyone. And it uses a, like a moderate amount of cinnamon, a small amount of allspice, dark brown sugar mixed in with the apples, and a tiny splash of apple cider vinegar. In I like with that the idea. Apples. It makes a really lovely apple pie that, gosh, has a really good caramelized flavor to the apples, maybe helped along by that brown sugar. Yes. Um, the, the pie that we made also had brown sugar in the filling. I like that a lot. Yeah. So um, anyway, yeah. So I really like that pie. Interestingly enough, this past Thanksgiving, June asked for a pumpkin pie. And I was like, I was like, you don't want to make your apple pie. And she was like, nope. She wanted a pumpkin pie, uh, which I... I'm just not a huge pumpkin pie person. Yeah, I'm not either. Wife of the show, Lori, loves pumpkin pie, and unfortunately, no one else in the family does. June loves it. Uh, I, I like it okay. What, what I wound up doing, uh, I was like, I don't want to make this. Like, I don't want to make something that I don't really love eating. Sure. So we ordered one from Coyle's Bake Shop here Smart. in um, North Seattle, and that was a great pumpkin pie. So everyone, if you like pumpkin pie, put it on your calendar. Order a pumpkin pie from Coyle's if you're, Coil it if, up. you're lo- if you're local. Matthew, wait a minute. Do you think yes. that the apples for apple pie should be sliced or chopped or sort of chunked? I mean, I, I think they're almost always sliced, but that's interesting to me because like crisps and cobblers are often kind of apple chunks. Yeah, although although. Lori has been making apple crisp lately also because, as I mentioned, we've been getting a lot of apples every week. It's it's a relentless. lot of apples. It's relentless. It's a, it's a sea of apples. Mm-hmm. So she's been making uh, uh, her family apple crisp recipe, which probably came from an old Better Homes and Gardens cookbook or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's, and it's made with sliced apples, and it's super good and super easy. Mm-hmm. Also a great breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think So the question was, like, what format do I want the apples to be for an apple pie? I don't know that I've really compared. Like, when I, when I think about it, I think sliced. And yeah. I, don't, I don't really see a reason to do something other than sliced, although they do kind of, like, slide against each other and like spill out a little bit Mm -hmm. but that's not a bad thing and i'm sure chunks would do that too what spices do you want in your apple pie so we did just cinnamon i like the idea of cinnamon and allspice i don't imagine i need clove in there i i think really cinnamon is the key for me okay it's the good cinnamon is the key to my pilgrim heart pilgrim soul sorry if i went out to the to the woods the uh the coffin of biomes um with a with a (laughs) some sort of motorcycle person and uh, and they brought out just like a uh, a jar like a half cup spice jar of cinnamon and just like waved that under my nose i would be good to go great wow wow i know what you and Lori are doing later that's right if they could modify the motorcycle to produce like a cinnamon scented <laughs> exhaust that would be amazing that would be that would be truly amazing Matthew, have you ever had mock apple pie? I I feel like this is one of the, it's like a depression era recipe, right? Yeah. I've always heard of it and I've never actually tried it. I don't know if I know anyone who's tried it. Have you tried it? I have made it and I think I've eaten it twice and one time I made it. It's an, it's a interesting novelty. Does Um, it taste like apple pie? Like they say it does. It kind of does. Yeah. The texture is, is like mushy. But it does taste like it. And the point is like, like, you know, that that 
the flavor of apple pie is really about like brown sugar and cinnamon and butter more than the actual apple flavor. Hmm. You know, you're not going to fool somebody okay. unless unless they're really not paying attention. Okay. Or um, uh, or unless you haven't had an apple for a really long time because or, it's because the country's going through like a national depression. Yeah, it's 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 kind of, that's kind of the opposite of what's been happening in our house. Um, <laughs> just just apple wise. So you've been under uh, apple like inflation. Mega. We've been under apple inflation exactly. Yeah, okay. Like it's it's veering toward hyperinflation. Like <laughs> I'm afraid to open the the fridge drawer because we just made like a whole apple pie, but I think there are so many more apples in there. Oh. I'm so sorry um, and, and so jealous, really. Yeah, no, it's it's not actually a problem. I'm just doing a bit. I, I realize I realize I, I, I kind of don't like how this sounds. <laughs> okay, yeah. Bragging <laughs> um, about how wealthy you are in apples. In apples, yes. <laughs> oh, the mock apple pie, yeah. Or if someone had never had an apple, you could you could convince them this was this was it. Okay. Like like yeah like if you had like a like a kid. And and you and you just wanted to play a mean <laughs> prank on them. This would be perfect. Okay, so you got to raise the kid up to a certain age when they're ready to eat pie. When yep. they're ready to eat pie, but never let them have an apple or applesauce. Right. Um, this is kind of like the the peop- the the babies movement. Like you know the what? Oh, like uh, I think this people, is a thing I haven't heard of. People who uh, who raise their child without oh, wait, ever I discussing gender. Okay, I like and that then, idea. And then you just, you kind of like just see what happens. So this is kind of like a, what, what we're going to do with apple pie. We're going to, I mean, with mock apple pie, we're going to raise the kid without any apples. Okay, see, I, don't, I don't know that these are necessarily equivalent things. I don't but, think they are at all, but <laughs> um, okay. But, uh, but you know, no, I, I, see where, I see where you're going with this. I think I should just like go ahead and give kids apples. <laughs> okay. Okay, fine. Um, okay. And Ritz crackers. Matthew, how would you rank apple pie compared to like other apple desserts like apple crisp, turnovers, uh, cobbler? Okay, so apple brown Betty I also put on the list even though I've never had it. I love um, that you thought of brown Betty. Like I said, I've, I've, I've had like on kind of a pie journey in the last couple of days because when I first had, I was like, okay, the thing, the thing I want from this is a higher crust to filling ratio because the crust is so good, and then like inside there's just like so many feet deep of apples. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I kept eating it and enjoying it, and and so like I do think like I would like maybe like a smaller apple pie. I'm not even sure. <laughs> I'm not even sure if that would improve <laughs> is the ratio. That a, like a Danish. <laughs> I think I think uh, do you have a da- yeah I think I could hand go for pie? a Danish. Do you have one? Hand pie. I think I think maybe like a hand pie is is would be ideal for me. I know that I've mentioned this cookbook many times on the show, but uh, Repertoire by Jessica Badalana. Mm-hmm. She has a recipe in there for hand pies. I can't remember what fruit she uses, but all this to say, she was uh, she lives in Maine, but she was in Washington State teaching a cooking class a couple years ago, and I went out to dinner with her afterward, and she gave me like some of the things she had made in the cooking class. Oh, nice! And one Good of deal. the things she had made was she took her fruit turnover recipe and used apples in it. And it was, I think, the best like apple hand pie, uh, best hand pie I have experienced ever. That's That sounds amazing. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, check that out. I think you could easily use her recipe to make apple. Yeah, because I think I want like crust, 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 and a little fruit to yeah. go with that crust. Yeah, yeah. So how about toppings? Like uh, what, what, how would you rank? Oh, wait, first of all, how would you rank... Uh, 
I didn't even rank. I just said I wanted like more crust. You know, if I'm I- almost going to go. I agree with you there, except that I love tart tatin, which I think of mm-hmm. as being like, you know, a 65, no, like 75 to 80 percent apple. And then just really? like a little bit of crust. Okay. Because yeah. tart tatin, I think of as having like big, uh, when I've made it, I've quartered the apple. Right. So you get kind of like this big wedge of apple on, you know, this like paving of big apple chunks on top. Oh, that's interesting. And like, that's, I mean, but those apples are cooked in, su- like they're cooked in caramel for a yeah. long time. And so they are almost like, <laughs> I don't know, it's so cool what happens to them. They're almost like uh, translucent. And I yeah, like that. I know, no, I know what you mean. And I, I was just, I was just like... Uh, suddenly struck silent because because I was thinking like when I'm going to just eat a, an apple that's cut into slices I want like big chunky slices hmm. um, I don't like eating like a bunch of thin apple slices but when it comes to a pie I don't like the idea of like a big chunk hmm. in my in my tart I'd, I'd rather have like thin slice so it sort of turns into so they sort of yeah. like meld together yes I get, get that. really well cooked I get that. So I'm saying. So I guess I'm. I'm saying I don't. I, I don't want your homemade tart tatin. I think that my number one apple dessert is a tart tatin. Yeah, I can totally understand. It that. is just. It's truly one of those things that it, it is like. You know how there are just some some foods, like you put them in your mouth and you are like, this is like just this incredible combination of flavors that can only be achieved through like real care and patience. Yes, I know what you mean. Anyway, yeah, so I think tart tatin is my my number one, uh but I also yeah, I like apple pie. I mean, not enough to make it ever. Um my yeah. mom makes a really nice apple crisp, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Okay, well let's let's talk toppings cuz uh as I mentioned, I I really enjoyed cheddar cheese on my apple pie. I think I would put whipped cream at number one. Mm. Ice cream, I don't need it. Okay. I'd rather have my ice cream separately. How about you? I kind of don't want anything with my apple oh, pie. Oh, a purist. I don't want anything with my apple pie. That said, when that I make- That is your pilgrim soul talking. Yeah, I don't want anything interfering with the top crust. I don't want anything touching the top crust. Okay. Do you sprinkle, like, do you, do you egg wash the top crust? And if so, do you then, like, sprinkle it with, with sugar or sanding sugar or- um, I don't know what else could you put on there. You like know, this, this Samin Nasrat recipe, I believe, has you brush it with cream and then okay. you use like turbinado sugar. All right. And that's oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Is that is turbinado like I, I have this long standing thing where I know that there's turbinado sugar and demerara sugar and they're both fancy and one of them is finely ground, kind of like brown sugar, and one of them is crystalline, and I will never ever remember which one is which. So demerara is the one that's a bit more like uh it's it's finer, like brown okay. sugar. Turbinar turbinado is uh, you know, more like sugar in the raw. It's these yeah. kind of bigger sand colored crystals. Okay. Well I that's the one I don't like oh okay. Uh, so i don't know i like i love how it looks but i don't like the texture hmm, all right but yeah so we just uh, did an egg wash and then sprinkled with a little bit of granulated sugar and that was great it looked gorgeous you sent a picture of it i did send a picture matthew uh i think we need to close out today's episode with our favorite segment cute animals you need to know
There's a fox okay. named Finnegan the Fox. Okay, I'm, I'm looking uh, this up. This fox is on YouTube. And the thing about this fox, and maybe other foxes, I don't know, is that like when you rub its belly, it makes a sound kind of like more like a cat than a dog. Like, so you should you should definitely watch this fox getting a belly rub. Oh my god, he wags his tail. Hi. Yes. <gasps> oh, he rolled over so she can rub his belly. Yes. Can you hear him? Oh yes, I can. And I, I want to clarify: uh, this is this is a wildlife rescue. This is not someone who has a fox as a pet. That would be bad. Oh my god, um, he really has a lot of like dog-like traits. Yes, I mean fox foxes are canines. Well, I, but I think for the most part, you know, I mean, like uh, we don't want to encourage anyone to keep a fox as a pet. But wow, this is this is cute. I needed this. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to encourage anyone to keep a fox as a pet, but, like, have you tried having a pet fox? It's great. <laughs> oh, my God, he's so cute. I'm still watching I him. know, right? <gasps> he runs all around. He really loves this person. Yes. Oh, um, what I a was pooper. going to... Like, like, you know, as, as, you know, I, I take this, I take this job very seriously. And so yesterday I, I uh, spent a bunch of time looking for cute animal videos for our new, new favorite segment. And, uh, I was all set to share, uh, one about Tasmanian devils, which are very cute. And then the video I was watching, suddenly it became like a montage of, of Tasmanian devils, uh, like gnawing hunks off a kangaroo carcass. <laughs> and it was like, this is less cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's adorable. What about- but but then and then like suddenly I, I had this I had this like whole like like uh, cavalcade of emotions because suddenly I felt really judgmental. Like you know you how can you cute little guys do this to this poor kangaroo carcass? And I'm like wait a minute, it's kind of like it's kind of like when all of a sudden like uh, polar bears start like eating seals or whatever. Right, polar bears are so adorable. Like baby polar bears may be the cutest animal, and like you know. Of course, polar bears are vicious killers, and and we really should not put them on trial for this. <laughs> okay. Although a polar bear on trial would be so funny. Oh, and so cute. <laughs> it's so cute, like sitting sitting there in the in the witness stand. Oh my god, I love Finnegan. Matthew. I've been watching Finnegan this whole time. I'm hardly even listening to you. Good he, fox, right? Oh my god, he is a great fox. He's got a fox friend. Oh, and they that's they good. play together like dogs do because they're um, like dogs. Yesterday, I was at the park. Oh, my God. What a booper. Oh, he's so cute, Matthew. What a booper. Uh, Yesterday, I was at the park, and I saw two dogs meet, and they just, like, rubbed noses, and it was delightful. Oh, my God. I love him. Okay. All right. Wow. This was a particularly good week for this segment. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, if you, like, I know, I, I know, like, the, the basic gist of this segment is I find a cute animal video and share it, uh, but if you ever want to find a cute animal video and share it with me, I'd be, I'd be up for that. I have one that I, I, that I have, that I've got in mind, and I'll send it to you, and so okay. may, maybe you can use it for a future one. I don't want to say okay. it on the air, because then we'd be spoiling it, you know? Right. Do you, do you have any Animal Crossing updates, or should we save that for next week? Uh, no Animal Crossing updates for the moment. Okay. Yeah. I keep thinking that that I would enjoy playing video games, which I used to do and like have it done in years. But then I'm like, also seems like it would take a lot of time. Yeah, I, th- I think it kind of does. Has anyone observed that that it would be cool if there were more hours in a day so you could do more things? I think that uh, somebody has... Before, before you inevitably get put in your coffin of pastry? <laughs> yeah, 
Matthew, I'm sorry. I'm so distracted by looking at videos of cute animals. <laughs> All right. I- you can find us online at SpilledMilkPodcast.com. Our unofficial Reddit discussion group is reddit.com slash r slash everything spilled milk. Our producer is Abby Circatella. Please rate and review the show and, and tell a friend that there's a show where uh, uh, two dumb dumbs talk about a cute animal video and like how everyone's going to die someday and uh, <laughs> pie. Um, and until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. The show that you can carry around in your ears like a pilgrim's soul. I'm Matthew Amster Burton. I'm Molly Weisenberg. Are you still there? <laughs> I was just thinking. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.